The following contest is scheduled for one fall. In a busy week of an already busy month of professional wrestling, once again, the UWC is back. And before I get to the introductions, let me just first off start off by saying, fuck Vince McMahon and fuck Nick Khan. Welcome to UWC number three, as we will eventually get to AEW's Battle of the Belts. My name is Magnum J.A., and on the other side of the earth, where it's already tomorrow, my colleagues, Mikey Mayhem and Maeve Deltzer. Hello, boys. Hello, uh, Magnum, and hello, UWC Nation. Hello, hello, and yes, we like Regal. And Joe, and Sapolsky. And, and Regal. And Road Dog, and Scott Armstrong. And Regal. And Joe. And Regal. All right, so let's uh, in that in that vein with all the NXT releases, let's backtrack a little bit. And as promised, we talked about how we were going to watch Steiner Boys NXT Championship match. Um, The little ominous sign, him uh, him kicking the giant X, the symbolism, you know, ending on the nose, (laughs) ending black and gold. But man, little did we know, black and gold was just. Gonna get destroyed. Did you guys watch the Ascension of Steiner Boy? Yes, I, I think if I remember correctly, I watched all of the pay per view except that match, and then I came back to watch that closer to this recording. Now I can't remember any of the rest of the pay per view. <laughs> um, him smashing through the pre cut foam X was a little bit on the nose, but uh, he did become Steiner Man. Good match. Good match. I actually probably enjoyed this match better than anything on Battle of Some of the Belts. Oh, yeah. Great, great name, by the way. Battle of Some of the Belts. Mm. But, yeah, this was a, a props to Tommaso Ciampa for uh, leading Braun Breaker, a.k.a. Steiner Boy, to a great match. They referenced their the first match from Halloween Havoc, including the botch. They worked the botch from the first match into this match. They did that well. Yeah. And it worked for me. I mean, I didn't watch anything but that match because I know where NXT's going and that's not the path I'm taking. But mm-hmm. great match to, you know, send NXT black and gold off into the sunset. But then those cuts came and just kind of well, really, really getting rid of the black and gold. Yeah, I really getting rid of all of the Triple H hires. Um, all these people who have guided it essentially um william regal william regal i'm pissed about that one man out of all of them i'm like it's regal it's you're 20 something years through the company all that knowledge and experience and you're like see you later i do you see him going do you see him retiring or do you see him going somewhere else I would love to see him in NXT or not NXT. God, I would love he to see him in NXT for a little while. <laughs> I would love to see him in AEW. Um, That's why we're angry. Like, are we finally going to get an authority figure 
in AEW where Tony Khan's like, I can't handle all these EVPs. We need somebody to take the reins and kind of. It would be worth it just to see the the Adam Cole William Regal confrontation. Yeah, I'd, I'd see I, that. That would be fun. I hate to be one of those people who just always say, "Go to AEW." I'd like to see him in AEW, but yeah, I would. I just want to see Regal. I just need him to be somewhere. I was going to say, I was, I'd be happy even if he was something backstage. Just to share the wealth and knowledge of all the new kids. Yeah, like Malenko and Jerry Lynn. Yeah, just just to be able to just have people like that to sponge off, especially not so much new in the business, but new in the sense that you know, national TV, you know what I mean? And to be able to get those people and sponge off them, that's priceless. That's worth any money. And it's not that far away. As far as like Florida wise, it's just a little bit up the state. So you wouldn't have to travel very far to get with the head office. Also, how soon do you guys think NXT UK gets killed because Walter's coming over? I'm surprised it's not already. And Regal's son, Ooh. Regal's son, uh, also is in NXT UK. If they close that down, put his son in AEW, have him come as his manager. We're just fantasy booking his career. Um, so we're going to jump away from WWE and focus on Battle of the Belts from AEW, the first Ooh. TNT special. No, not yet. Before we do that, can I, can I just go back to NXT for one moment? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I actually watched this pay-per-view. And, um, or whatever, this, what are we no, calling no, it now? It's, no, no, it's pay-per-view. Oh, it is a pay-per-view? Not it here. It's a premium live event on this one. Oh, okay. What was it in the U.S.? Was it's it a premium just, live event? No, it's just a regular... It was a special episode of NXT. They just named some of them now. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is so, a weekly show. I watched the Walter match. I watched Perium, and I want Walter to win the Rumble. He's just yeah. so much fun. If... If he was getting the main roster call up, we thought he was getting that would have been good. I'm just he, like he looks just awesome, and it's a fun match. And oh my god, Walter was amazing, even though he didn't do much. It'd be cool to see him in the Rumble, whether you know probably not win it because he's not on the main roster, but it'd be cool to see him in there. And I'd like to say, like even though Steiner Boy became Steiner Man, I might be tuning into NXT moving forward. For Steiner Man or for Imperium? No, because like back in 2005, I was attending a little school when I got my PhD in Fugonomics. And now I'm returning to school and I'm going to be attending Chase U. Uh, okay. Do you not like Chase? He was awesome. Okay. You can be our special correspondent on NXT. Here we go. The Chase U thing is just awesome. <laughs> you can have a special corner of every episode. Yeah. Where you update just us on Chase NXT U. 2.0. Yeah. No, just Chase U. <laughs> no, and, and Walter and Imperium and uh, Steinerman. Yeah, but mainly Chase U. Like, after watching the match, like, I was happy for Steinerman, but I was like, Wow, Chase U seems a lot of fun. I have a question. It's not about Chase U, though, sorry. 
how long till Walter takes out Steinerman? I can't see that they're not going to put a belt on him relatively quickly. When he wins the Rumble and chooses the NXT title, he might get Mania. He might get called up, like finish, right. finish his business and you know get called up because he's he's developed. He doesn't need developmental. No, I guess I get. Would Imperium come up. up with him? Uh, probably not. The things that happen in NXT don't usually happen in the main roster. See Karrion Cross. Huh. Don't see. <laughs> Sore subject. Sore subject. That was such a bloody waste. I was so angry. But did you see, speaking of Steiner Man, did you see the, the clip of Rick Steiner um, coming into the ring to celebrate with him? Yeah, I was disappointed because yes. I'd seen that prior to watching the show and I assumed it was on the show. So I got to the end and then it just cut off. And I was like, oh man. Because I still won't but... acknowledge that he's a Steiner Man. No, and we can, though, however, end this segment of the podcast the way they ended the the NXT episode with the awkwardly phrased, the pup has now become the dog-faced gremlin. (laughs) I love it at that. You have to, because it just doesn't make sense. All right, so shall we now move on to... Battle of the Belts. Um, Because we didn't end up watching... The Osprey New Japan match. Yeah, I thought I could get New Japan World and watch it, and then when I realized I had to pay twenty bucks to fight to watch one match, I was like, "I'm good, I'm good." So I just saw the re- and I saw the results. So it's just like moving on. Yeah, um, all my know. favorite New Japan stars are in the US, so it doesn't matter. My. First note on this event, Battle of the Belts, is I thought this was two hours, and I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be like Night of Champions. So first, did I. My first note was only one hour. So and same. two championships and one made-up championship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we I'll get to that part, too. I made a note on that somewhere in the end. And then when you turn it on, it's only one championship, one made-up title, and an interim title. Oh my god! Yes, Cody Cody Rhodes um, in COVID protocol. So we start the match to start the event off with a interim TNT championship with Sammy Guevara against, of course, a suitable replacement, a uh, young rookie named Dustin Rhodes <laughs> for the yep. interim TNT championship. A rookie cocky How enough is to call Rhodes? himself the natural. How is he ranked number two? <laughs> is he was he ranked number two? No, he wasn't. And that's oh. why I was lowlied because I was like, I thought wins and losses mattered in this organization. Well, and we're now having the number two against the number whatever just because But it, I think Maeve may have cut off. I think my issue with it was on Dynamite, which was a few days before this, they mentioned during the MJF um, CM Punk promo that all stats are reset at the start of a new year. Well, your yearly, they your record resets at the beginning of the year, but then they have your lifetime record, and then the results. I mean, your rankings are the same because Adam Cole is their number one ranked wrestler, yeah. as mentioned on Rampage. 
But see, that's why I think it's a bit wishy washy. I, I know mean, it's, made up. It's, it's pro wrestling. It's I pure. know why Dustin had this match because he could guide Sammy through this last minute and make him look good and give him a credible win. And it doesn't hurt anybody. Dustin could take the loss. Spoiler. Uh, Sammy wins this match. Um, Maeve, what were your thoughts on Dustin Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara? Well, Sammy's kip-ups are just awesome to watch. Agreed. And his flippity flip-flips from everywhere. I enjoy watching those. Um, I gave a wheelbarrow of stars to uh, Dustin for pulling off a Canadian destroyer and a yeah. code red. Yeah. I was like, anytime a Canadian destroyer comes on, I'm like, I'm sold. Take my money. Through a table yes. from the apron. Yes. I was like, holy shit, that's fucking awesome. Take the stars. Okay. So take the stars. Just... That that was your... your... <laughs> For Dustin, like I saw, I saw Sammy was going to win. Like once you saw the what the match had been rescheduled to, you knew Sammy was going to win. Yeah. But I was more impressed with Dustin throughout this whole match. Just the fact that he could hang with him. Mikey, Mr. Mayhem. Okay. So first thoughts was why, why even have this match? Because it's going to clearly end up with Sammy winning and us still having Cody versus Sammy anyway. Then when I said that to you, you said to me, because they have to represent that belt. This is before we knew it was only one hour. So I went, okay, fine. Then when it started and there's only three matches, I was like, that's out the window. So there's absolutely no reason. Cody was off due to being a close contact to someone with COVID. He didn't have COVID. Roman Reigns is back in less than two weeks after having COVID. Could we not have just waited and had this match later? Because we've still got the same match, and now it's a stupid unification for no reason. You're going to drag it out long enough to make it worth unifying? Well, Sammy's going to obviously defend the belt on Wednesday, which this yeah, gives them keep it. this gives them the chance to drag it out and then make Sammy's eventual win that much bigger. Well, hopefully, they're at least leaving Cody off for an extended period of time to do other stuff. So when he comes back, it feels like he's coming back to sort of cement the fact that he's the real champion. You know, if he comes back in two weeks, that was a waste of time. So those were my first thoughts. Um, I liked the spot where Sammy did the finger gun to Arn and Arn just flips him the bird. Yes. Um, Dustin trying to repeatedly slams Sammy's head through the ring steps, Sammy blocking every time, so Dustin instead changes to the leg and puts his knee into the steps. I thought that was quite cool. Seemed a bit veteran. Um, There was a nice pile driver uh, on the outside by Dustin to Sammy. Um, Let me me interject on that. Mm -hmm. My notes. Remember when a pile driver equaled death? Yeah. Now it's just like a chop. Yeah. (laughs) Take it. Get up. Um, I chopped you on a concrete floor on your head. Now let's keep going. Um, One thing I liked, there was a little spot where Dustin got thrown out the ring, which should trigger the referee to start a 10 count. 
but Anne distracted Aubrey uh, by talking to her, which obviously delayed the teen count, giving Dustin a bit more time to recoup before the teen count started. So whether that was supposed to be played out like that, that's how it read to me, and that was really cool. That was another cool veteran move by the um, Nightmare family team. I liked Sammy's springboard senton to the outside. That was really cool. Oh, I hated that. Oh, really? It was pointless. It, was, it looked cool, though. Flippity flip flips. There you go. Flippy flippity flippity flip flips. <laughs> we are team flippity flip flip. Well, two of us, not you. Magnum. I'm just going through my highlights here. Um, Sammy kicking out of the code red was cool. As you said, um, Maeve, Dustin doing the code red also was really cool. Fuego del Sol turns up because he's Sammy's best friend when it suits the story and pulls a table out. And then we get Dustin hitting a Canadian destroyer from the apron through the table. And that looked pretty gnarly. So awesome. Yeah, man. Um, Two crossroads to Sammy. um, Sets up a tiger driver. Sammy escapes. Super kicks Dustin. was a nice looking super kick. Um, Then we had a few of those rolling back and forth pins. Um, until Sammy escaped, uh, sorry, until Sammy got the winning one and became the interim TNT champ. Then when David Crockett came in to present the bout, which was the same as the last Cody Sammy match, and then we got Daniel Garcia set up as the next challenger. So all in all, I thought it was a good match, but would this have been better if Dustin won? And set up Dustin Cody too, because Dustin Cody one was awesome. Uh, I felt that would have been a bit of follow up, and then have Sammy come back chasing the belt after that. I don't know thoughts, Magnum. I hated this match. Okay. Um, I thought the handshake was a nice touch. It tells you that it was a face versus face match. Um, mm-hmm. I don't get the Sammy hype. I don't like Sammy. Nah. He's a little. He's, I just can't get the little prick with the panda hat out of my head. Is it just me? Does <laughs> anyone else? Does anyone else agree with my thought that he has a very punchable face? I agree. Yeah. Like every time I see him and he smirks or or whatever, I just want to smack him in the face. Um, yeah. So I, I get you. I I thought the springboard flips to the floor were stupid because. Again, we go back to the war games theory of like if you're trying to incapacitate somebody, you know, put the most damage on them and not do stuff to almost kill you. I thought the table spot was unnecessary. Like, why are we? Okay, Jim Cornette. I I was seriously like, I guess so. I mean, why? Why did Fuego del Sol have to come out from under the ring to pull out a table? It's I just I I hated this match so much. I like. I like the armed on spot with um, Fuego. I like Arn. Yeah, Arn's a a great hidden highlight because he's armed on. He's doing his job, and and that's the only thing I did like really about this match. That I just I couldn't get into it. And at this point, are you thankful it's only going to be an hour? Yeah, no, knowing, well, I was hopeful for Britt Baker. Hmm. I'm always hopeful for Britt Baker, but then I had to sit through the FTW championship. 
Well, that's a good segue. Should we move on to that? Because there's no promos in between matches. I would like to point out that (laughs) between commercials, I have a notepad for all Mm -hmm. my podcasts. So I had my podcast notebook out. And I was writing down the name, and I wrote FGW Championship, Ricky Starks versus, and my mind went blank. And I couldn't, I couldn't remember Matt Seidel's name, and I wrote Evan Bourne. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> that, that made that set up much more natural. Okay. Um, so, um, I will, so, yeah. I'm so, going to, I usually let Maeve start, but I have one note on this, and it was, right. I can't believe I'm missing the Cowboys game for this. And now you guys can discuss <laughs> the rest of the match. Okay, so it's absolute Ricky Starks versus Matt Seidel, formerly known as Evan Bourne. Flippity flip flip for Clayton, uh, for um, Maeve. My first thought for this one is: Team Taz really going to lose an unrecognized FTW belt? Did anyone actually sit here thinking that Seidel was going to walk out the FTW champion? And and the prestige of like oh I want this title that occasionally gets defended, and is just a made up thing like no it's this is stupid. I'm this, glad they took it off Brian Cage. Um, by the way, is he injured? I can't remember. He's been out for ages. No, his wife has been bitching about them not using him properly, and I have this feeling that they're just running out his contract. Oh man, yeah, that sucks because. Breaking him away from Team Tez probably was a really good idea. Well, he's um, he's on the indies right now. That's a shame. Okay, so my um, other thoughts. I like Seidel's in-ring work. I guess Magnum, maybe you don't because you don't like the flippity flip-flips. But I've liked him since WWE uh, when he was even born. Uh, always thought he was a good high flyer. And he can still pull off the moves. The best spot for me, though, in this match was Ricky's delayed vertical suplex, where he picked Seidel up for the suplex, kept him upside down, and did a full lap around the ring, which, again, is unnecessary, but it looked cool. And Ricky Starks is quite a little dude, so it looked pretty impressive. Um, Thoughts on that, either of you? I don't remember that. I might have switched over to the Cowboys game. Right. Did you see it, Maeve? I'm glad. I'm glad you actually took notes in relation to this match because I spent the whole match looking for the um, gentleman in the Oklahoma University, the Sooners jumper. I remember that at the end, and then I saw him straight away. <laughs> it just because, kept catching uh, my eye. Ruining that. Yeah. <laughs> Magnum put it in the in the group chat, and I was like, okay, I'm not really into this match. Where is the guy? And I found him. He was in the um, third oh. row. And a question for Magnum. He was wearing a black jumper with the OU on it. Yeah. I thought the Sooners were maroon. Uh, they're crimson and cream, but they do have like alternates. I have a black hat with the red logo. So it's, it was black with the white. Yeah, it's it's just whatever you know. Variety, oh, spice okay. of life. See, Clayton, I feel that because we're all big fans of good old Jr. and you and I are fans of Magnum here, I feel like we need to get some OU merch to rip. We need. I'd rip some sooner gear. Yeah. Yeah, I need a hoodie or a. I can make that happen. Yeah. I'll, I'll rock and know you. Yeah. Nobody over here will know what it is, but we'll know. Third row, 
Dead in the center. center, black hoodie, white OU logo. If you're looking for him, that's where he'll be. That's what I spent the match doing. And <laughs> I can't even remember. I'll continue talking about the match then because I have a couple more notes. Um, a nice meteora by um, Matt Seidel uh, into a pin, but Starks gets his foot on the rope. Um, Starks executes a very nice-looking spear. Uh, followed by the Rochambeau into a pin for the win. Stark retaining, of course, because it's no point having an FTW belt if it's not in Team Taz. No shock at all. Um, Starks and Hobbs attack Seidel after the match in the ring. Lee Moriarty runs down, taken out immediately by Hobbs, so yeah, waste of time. But then one of my new favorites, Dante Martin, runs down, faces off with Hobbs, um, ends up clearing the ring. And I wrote, I really like Dante Martin. I sort of hope he doesn't go back to tag team wrestling because obviously he's been pushed massively as a singles competitor while his brother is out injured. And I kind of think he's found a groove and I like him as a singles wrestler. So selfishly, I'm hoping... The tag team just doesn't reunite. Not that I want bad things for his brother or anything. Thoughts on Dante since you didn't watch the match? He is great. He's a great young and up-and-coming talent. I feel like he would be yeah. good for uh, the TNT Championship division. Yeah. Just rack up some wins. I mean, he's going to take some L's, but it's a good way to build the character. I mean, if he's hot, you know, push him. Push him to the moon. He needs some promo work. Um a lot of them do. Yeah. But other than that, his in-ring is just lovely. I was going to ask you something else, and now I can't remember what it was. So we might as well go on to the main event. The main event, the third match. Man, why would a special be an hour? I know. It's ridiculous. It's a glorified rampage is what I wrote at the end. It's sort of like a glorified dynamite, but within the time frame of a rampage. What's funny is um, they, there was a whole – it was a house show that they – recorded that first hour so there was matches that are going to be on dark yeah so i wrote that as well so um the other belts which weren't defended on battle of the belts were defended uh that same night and what's going to be on dark so that's going to be the most uh upper card like dark ever (laughs) Because no it's going to have like yeah. Hangman Page, it's going to have Jurassic Express. I don't know if Jay Cargill also defended a TBS one. My assumption was going into this, okay, I can see that you're not putting the tag belts up and you're not putting the TBS belts up because they just got changed over a couple of nights ago on Dynamite, on TBS. So that was my assumption. But then when I read they... They all had matches, and they're going to be on dark. I was like, what a waste. You had the special right there. You had everyone there. Should have just made this two hours. Yeah, and put it all on, because what a random episode of dark that's going to be. Um, Kind of makes me want to watch dark. No, totally. For the first time ever. Good work. Good work, Tony Khan. Um, So let me just say something before we get into it. So the main event is inaugural women's champion, forgot about that, Riho, versus defending champion, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. 
Now, I called you out earlier, Magnum, for sounding like Jim Cornette. I'm going to have a turn of doing that. I'm just not a Riho fan. I don't get it. The it, Every time I watch her, it feels like it's a kid getting beaten up in the ring. Because she's so little. I'm not saying she's not good. She can. She's got some cool moves and everything. But it's the optics and how my mind is interpreting it is all off. So I just find like, yeah, I'm not a fan. Like, I just can't buy it. And that's not just trying to sound old and crotchety or trying to sound like Jim Cornette. So it's really just how it comes across to me. Um, are you a Riho fan, Magnum? No. I I can't buy... I understand that in sports and in, in competition that there is that one person that you cannot beat and they have mm-hmm. your number... But looking at Riho and looking at Britt Baker, Britt Baker is not a large woman, but she looks like she looked not, like it yeah. compared to yeah. Riho, and Riho's offense looked like it had no oomph to it. No, there was spots. Uh, Britt Baker comes across like Rhea Ripley or um, Raquel Gonzalez when she stands next to yes. Riho. It's it's just. Yeah, I don't and know. how can and, how can Britt Baker hmm. beat Nyla Rose, Nyla Rose easily, but have a problem yeah. with Riho? And that's what I thought. I thought there's no way you can legitimately come into this match and go, "Yeah, I can see her dethroning Britt." But then you remember that wasn't it Britt that Riho beat to become the first women's champion? No, that was uh, Hikaru Shida. Oh, I was Hikaru Shida. Okay, she but she did beat. beat- she never no, no, no. beat Riho going into this match. No, no, I'm saying the other way around. Riho did beat Britt Baker in the lead up to that first belt, though, right? Yes. Yeah. I think so they said has... that they actually they said that Riho beat Britt Baker in her first defense. Oh, right. That's what it was. Plus, she's beaten her the last what two times or whatever they've they've met up. But that's clearly building to Britt Baker overcoming her to retain her belt. So it was just like this match is also pointless. Um. It also didn't further the feud I was hoping they were going towards, which was a split with Jamie Hayter. That's have, looking forward to that. Yeah, that's a that's, slow burn. That's that's it coming. was, but then they completely made up. But did the they? Match and they all hugged. But there did, was no ambiguity, man. Yeah, but um, I'm, that's the problem with AEW is is sometimes there will be there will be something subtle. And pointed out on like being the elite or on dark mm-hmm. or something. And if you don't watch all their programming, it's like, what the fuck? But I think that's where they're going with this down the road. They have to be after all the the stuff pre this show. I really hope they are. So you're going to have two groups separate then because on Dynamite, you're going to get Warlow leave the pen. And now this one, you're going to get Hagar live DMD sort of helm as well. Yeah, Hader has to split, and Wardlow is clearly going to be split. Wardlow is clearly the Batista of that situation. Yeah, Hard. they're going to turn him face. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's get back to this match first. Um, but actually, no, before I say that, I remembered what I was going to say in the, the last thing. So you said Dante would be good in the TNT picture. Someone on Twitter, sorry, I can't remember who it was, asked the question, 
who should Cody put over, yeah, with the TNT Championship to elevate them? My answer, and I want to know if you agree or disagree, was Brian Pillman Jr. He's not there yet. You don't reckon? I don't think so. I mean, his promos are just him screaming. His promos need some work, but like you said, a lot of people need promo work. Also, if I'm building up Brian Pillman Jr., I'm going to pull him to the side and be like, dude, that mullet's got to go. Yeah, but you know why he's got the mullet, though. But his dad didn't have a mullet like that. No, not like that. What what ruined him a little bit for me is because obviously they've been, you know, they've they've pushed the, the Pillman lineage thing for quite a while on AEW with him uh, to the point where he... Didn't he have a match because of something that was said about his dad or something? I can't remember. Um, yeah, against MJF, I believe. Yeah, that's what it was because MJF verbally attacked um, his, sister his sister and his aunt. Forced her into early labor and all that. Um, but then the other night he came out, uh, Brian Pillman Jr., and on the mic said, I didn't know my dad. So that sort of like ruined all of that for me. Like I know he did it. I I've watched the the Brian Pillman Dark Side of the Ring, but that just sort of ruined all that character building in a way for me. Like in one sentence, I was like, oh. So then, if you're saying that openly, then we shouldn't care that you're his son. Do you know what I mean? There's a there's away. a large gap in the um. In like the pillars and then the people who are yeah. up and coming, but they need work. Yeah. And um, I would, I was going to say, I would put um, Dante in the uh, TNT title. Already or soonish? No, no, no. I'd put him in there for Cody to work with, like mm-hmm. let him lose, make mm-hmm. it a really, really slow burn. But then he's working with, that mid-tier, then going back down the bottom tier, mid-tier, back down the bottom tier, and then when he finally tier belt, he's like cemented that, yeah, he's sort of there. Is he low tier? Well, when I say low tier, like below, like the way I look at the TNT belt should be somewhat mid-tier. You see, you got your pillars that are the higher ones, have your TNT belt for everybody lower than the pillars and beneath that. I agree. I feel like Similar the, to how the US or the Intercontinental Championship back in the I, day. I feel the TNT belt is like what the Intercontinental belt used to be. Um, the belt that that brings you up to a different level and then puts you on the track to to the main event picture. Yes. Yeah, you could have Dante running for that with Cody or, yeah. or Sammy and not capture it mm-hmm. and then not capture it and then finally get it and then he's finally got that rob. Rub. This is why, because Cody doesn't need this belt. Uh, he's only got this nah. belt because he made that promise that he'd never challenge for the big belt. Uh, it should be used more like the IC one. Um, that's where they should keep it. It should be the elevating belt to to raise you up to upper mid to lower upper card. And it will be. I mean, I know that Cody, yeah. Cody's teasing the heel turn and Cody's... I mean, and these, a lot of these people are his students, so he's going to take mm-hmm. care of them and build them up. Mm-hmm. I have faith in Cody. I don't, I don't shit on Cody just to shit on Cody like everybody else is on the internet I don't right know now. Why people shit on Cody? I 
that just came out of nowhere for me. I've got no problem with Cody. It's because he's got a hot wife and everybody's jealous. He does have a hot wife. I'll give you that. Sleep. But but um, I do like Cody. I've liked Cody for ages. He was great in Ring of Honor too. It's true. Uh, um, back Stardust to the was, yeah. back mm. to the Britt Baker match. Yes. Yes. Um, pointless table spot again. With yeah. Um, just why? Why? Um, poor Rebel taking that double foot stomp to the ass. Oh, I, yes. That whole, whole spot was stupid. <laughs> It like, made Twitter explode, though. <laughs> uh, if if Rebel had slid under the rope and covered Brett inside the ring, which I assumed was what was supposed to happen, um, that might have been all right. But covering her on the apron and then taking essentially a coup de gras, um I don't know. It was just a dumb spot for me. As much as I love Britt Baker, this just wasn't a match for her. And I was glad to see her get the submission win to just move on from this feud. Give me something better for Brit. Who do you think will be? Oh, who's next? Please don't say Nyla. Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa needs that shot, man. Thunder Rosa is probably going to have to deal with uh, shit. Yeah. um, yeah. Mercedes Martinez? Yes, that's it. Yep. She's going to deal with that, and then I'm sure she'll chase the TBS belt. I feel like Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker are going to be at, like, uh, All Out or something. Well, belt versus belt. Oh, like, like nine months' time. Yeah. Or, or some, they're, they're a pay-per-view match. They're not going to be a, a dynamite feud. So, you know what? I'm going to pull up the... Uh, I bet the, we could look at the women's rankings right now. And so I'll, while Ruby Soho. Um, she well, had her chance and back of the yeah. line. She had a chance for both belts now. Um, okay, so while you're looking that up, um, I feel like whenever I watch Brit, that to me, she comes across as like the most legit AEW women's champion I've had so far. Like she's the one where I go, yeah, she's the chick with the belt. Like, you know, Nyla was fine. Um, Riho, I completely forgot, had the belt first. Oh, Hikaru Shida. I liked Hikaru Shida a lot, and she was fine. But I just feel like, I don't know what it is. There's something about Brit that fits. Brit is money. And here are your rankings that are not updated yet, but here's the top five as of January 7th. It was Riho, and I believe who's going to be next Chris Statlander. Oh, yeah. Then Thunder Rosa, yeah. then Ty Conti, and then Ruby Soho. I could see yeah, Statlander. I, I can see Statlander. I think they pulled the trigger on Ty Conti a little bit too quickly. Yes. And they gave her a title match earlier. I thought that came a little bit out of nowhere. They were building Anna Jay up. I'm not saying she's ready, but the focus had been on her. And then suddenly it was... Oh, by the way, Ty Conti is ranked number two or one or whatever, if you don't count the champion. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. But I thought that was a little bit too fast. So I would rather see Statlander um, challenge next. Statlander, Britt Baker, could be a good match. Yeah, it's something different. It gives you, you know, a good storyline to work with until that. I hate her gimmick, but Jamie, other than that. Until the Jamie Hater split. 
happens, the Statlander thing is the way to go. I would Statlander think. is to lose, Brit is to retain because Hader has to be the one to take the belt from Brit. Yes. A long ways down the road because I love Britt Baker. Yep, save it. Well, you, you could have had that at um, Double or Nothing or All Out. Double or Nothing is probably where you maybe do the champion versus champion. Do you think, and I know they've been building Jade up since the beginning, and that's been clear, do you really think she should have been the first TBS champion? I know it was obvious she was going to be. Yes. Really? Is they going to give her a Goldberg run? Yeah, it feels like it, eh? Yeah. And yeah. where she's just going to be dominating everybody and she's never going to lose. I just when don't she find does her lose, that enjoyable to watch. It's going to be special. Not some bloody get the little stun stick out and ding. The, yeah. the cow prod. Um, yes. And and do it None on a nitro. Shit. Do it on a nitro instead of a pay-per-view. Um, None of that. I, I don't know. I just... Like... Jade looks impressive. I don't find her that entertaining on the mic. I don't find her matches that entertaining to watch. But Did you see that picture of her and the belt and her child? That yes. was some powerful shit. Inspiration, man. But yep. I don't know. I Goldberg. Just shit, yeah. that belt looks good on her. That belt looked like it was made for her. Like, she's yeah. got star power. She yeah. may not be... Yeah. Um you know, a ring general, but no, that belt is a good place for her to keep her out of the, that way she can build her star power up and not have to lose to it. Britt Baker. Yeah. Or somebody. I, I, and I, I reckon that's the way they're going to go. And I, I, just, I truly think they're going to do that Goldberg rub on her when nobody, she's going to be untouchable and her power is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger until somebody <laughs> does the, I know she's the champ, but I feel like give her matches as much as possible on like Elevation and Dark or whatever, as well as on the main shows, because her in-ring work needs to become more fluid. It just seems very start-stoppy. Like like you say, she's not the ring general. And she's she's pretty green still, let's be honest. So, I mean, I like her fine. I think she looks great. Um, but, yes, I'm just not there yet. I think, but anyway, just me. You can shit on me on Twitter if you want. UWC um, pod. Oh, yeah. You and hashtag can UWC I, Nation. Mm-hmm. Can I change my um, Cody Rhodes answer? I'll what take Dante out. Okay. Yeah. It was who you want um, Cody yeah. Rhodes to work with and give the rub to. Mm-hmm. Um, I want Johnny Hungy in there. I want some Dark Order love. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I know, but I still it's, want some Dark Order love. Johnny Hungy, Johnny, what about? They might give you Dark Order love. It won't be Johnny Hungy. I love Johnny Hungy. I love John Silver. Um, he's been mentioned numerous times on one of my other podcasts, and he's even liked our Twitter um, notes where we've tagged him. And I love the dude. I find him hilarious. I like his look. He should be Puck and Alpha Flight, um, but it's not going to happen, dude. I can wish. That's you what Twitter's wish. for. Just for wishing. Hard. And you should tweet that and tag him in it. Um, I like him a lot. I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. Dark Order already had one of the greatest TNT champions. So, what about Colt Cabana? What about nah. him? 
Yeah, that boat sailed. Um, okay, I'm just trying to think who else in the um, in the Dark Order. I mean, if you don't count Hangman Page. I mean, Anna J is Dark Order adjacent. If you're not saying she's Dark Order now, you're just kidding yourself. I mean, for the... She'll probably get a shot at the TBS belt, but I don't know. I don't see Evil Uno or um, Grayson or Preston Vance. I mean, he's one of Cody's boys, but I don't know. I would love for them to do something with the Dark Order. But anyway, we still haven't talked about the Britain Reho match. Oh, we did. Um, we just we moved on. I mean, oh, I've got notes. Hang you've on. got notes. I, Let's go. My note. My note was, Riho looks like Sailor Moon. Yep. And is Brip? You know the hand thing that Brip Baker has. The lock drawer. No, the glove. Yeah. She she shouldn't be allowed to use that, really. Isn't right. that like an outside weapon being brought in? Oh, that was there was this argument with Danhausen using teeth, wasn't there? That if, well, it's it's if, similar to like Ted DiBiase back in the day in Mid South using the the black glove. I mean, just, um, it was okay. McFoley, McFoley yeah. had Mister Socko. Yeah. Okay, we'll wrap with um, that. Santino had the Cobra. Uh, yeah, uh, but it's cobra. not it's not coming out of her pants or anything. Somebody's giving it to her and she's putting it on. No, she. Well, it's yeah. bedazzled. She's a, a dentist. It's part of her gimmick. Bedazzled. So, no, I think... No, it's fine. Um, all right, so I'll go through my notes then. Uh, the table spot I assume you were talking about, was it the one where Jamie was picking up the table and Rio ran up it and drop kicked her? In yeah, the because Jamie yeah. stared at her and held the table yeah. as she ran. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I wrote, that was cool. <laughs> So, oh, <laughs> um, okay, so I can't remember what exactly it's called, and I've probably got the name wrong, but Riho's Tiger Fae Kick or whatever, the, the 619, um, yeah. when she swung around the ropes and kneed Brett square in the face, that looked legit. That yeah. was a nice I was, square. I was like, oh, face. oh, Brett's nose, not again. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you just smashed her face. She's going to get another t shirt. That Yeah, we've already mentioned the dumb. Rebel covering Brit spot. That was stupid. Brit reversing Riho's dragon suplex into an attempted lockjaw looked really cool. Riho's pin attempt. Uh, oh, she had a pin attempt. Brit kicked out. Brit did a very nice curb stomp. And Riho kicks out of that pin attempt. Um, so there were quite a lot of false finishes or close calls. There was a nice crucifix bomb. Northern light suplex combo by Riho to Brit. But Brit kicked out of it all. And... Um, Finally ended with the lockjaw to Riho. Riho taps immediately and Britt retains. Um, so, yeah, that was a thing. So, in a special that is called Battle of the Belts and only defended, as Maeve said, one real belt, one made up belt or unrecognized title, and one bullshit belt in the interim TNT belt. The only one that changed hands was the interim TNT because it wasn't handled. There was no hands on it. Um, so it felt like a bit of a waste of a thing to me. I agree. It was, it was, I'm, you wouldn't know it listening to this podcast, but I'm a huge AEW fan and 
Same. I was let down. Same. I think we thought maybe we had too high expectations for what a TNT special was going to be. And Clash of Champions. Clearly. And that's, that's what, Night of Champions, Clash of Champions, yeah. And what's funny yeah, is what's funny is we, we decided to cover Battle of the Belts and not watch Hard to Kill from Impact Wrestling. Putting the U in UWC, uneducated folks. Good we God, did I we, would like to say we missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 voted for it and we should have listened. Thank you. Oh my god, like the things that were happening. Hang on, but in saying that, did you watch Ring it? of Honor invaded? Yes, Ring of Honor invaded. Woo! Yep. Okay, so while we're on that subject, because we've finished Battle of the Belts, while we're on that subject, the Forbidden Door has been kicked open a different way in that WWE announced that, well, this is prior to Hard to Kill, Impact Women's or Knockouts champion Mickey James was going to appear as a as an entrant into the Women's Royal Rumble. So, do you think, this is a question for both of you, had that not been announced, had that door not been kicked open when WWE realized they only had 29 women to use, do you think Mickey, team was, uh, Mickey James was still going to retain? No. About anyway? No. Right? No. That no was way. supposed to be Deanna's win. Totally. Yep, but since they hyped I'm, it so much, they had to keep it on her. <laughs> so, yeah. Why did they advertise this? I'm perplexed why WWE would advertise it because you would have got more media traction by her just debuting there, uh, knowing that well, she was on Impact two weeks ago. You would have got social media traction. Um, yeah. But. I and agree. if Imagine she if turned she... up, let's say, mm-hmm. with the belt, yep. holy fucking shit, Twitter would have fucking... Hard. Can you imagine if it was like, okay, the, oh, let's say 30, entrant number 30, who's it going to be? Oh, shit, Mickey James's music hits you. Hardcore country. It, well, it won't be that with one. With the well, Impact title. That's another thing. Is she going to run down to her WWE music? Because they're not going to play her Impact music. It's anything can I happen. I hope she comes down with the belt and everything. Oh, she'll come down with the belt. They've been bloody making a point to note it. They mentioned the words "Impact Knockouts Champion" on WWE. That was probably the trade-off for like, hey, we need we need women. Can we get Mickey James? Okay, if you, know, if you acknowledge us, they were doing a Roman Reigns. They're like, acknowledge me because uh, it's like when they traded um, Ric Flair for Christian. When they yep. needed Ric Flair for the Hall of Fame, they wanted Christian to appear. I was there, by the way, that night in Dallas when what? Christian nice. came out. He didn't do anything, but it was weird to see the Intercontinental Champion at a TNA pay-per-view. Yep. Give me Moose versus Roman Reigns. Thank you very much. Okay. That's so, all I want. This Forbidden Door is open. Give me Moose. Did you see any of the other entrants for the Women's Royal Rumble that have been mentioned? I saw Bella Twins and yep. Lita. Kelly it's Kelly. pretty much pretty much the people we called on the last episode. Yep. Totally. I was going down the list going, yep. yep All yep. the old ones. And then I felt bad because we didn't call Kelly Kelly. How did we miss that one? That's like the most obvious one. That'll be a thing. They scraped together their 30 by going to Impact. 
So your question is now officially answered. And Johnny Knoxville is Yay. officially entered into the men's rumble, as was speculated last time. We're getting Lashley Lesnar, as we, I think, hoped and assumed. So Royal Rumble, which is our next episode, Royal Rumble on January 29th, episode to follow soon after. Are we hyped for the Rumble or are we still like, eh? I always enjoy the Royal Rumble match. I feel like the title matches at the Rumble, there's very rarely a title change at the Rumble, but there have been some classics. So I've got high hopes. They're not really spoiling. There's got to be some surprises on the men's end. Do you think we will get a Walter or a Braun Breaker or um, yes. maybe even a Von Wagner since he's been on the main roster briefly? We're gonna, I remember yes, the, the first time I had stopped watching NXT like years and years ago. I'd stopped watching it for a little while and I was watching a rumble uh, over Skype with Maeve because I lived overseas at the time and we used to Skype each other uh, while we watched the pay-per-views live so we could talk while we were watching it. And I remember Rusev, sorry, Miro, uh, popped up in the Rumble, and he was owning, and I was like, who is that dude? That dude's awesome, because I wasn't watching NXT. And Maeve was like, Alexander Rusev. And I was like, I'm going to watch that guy. And man, I've loved Rusev ever since. So imagine... And his hot wife. Yeah, but she... Just, mm, I liked Russian Lana better than American Lana. Once they put on Total Divas, they ruined her. So anyway, um, imagine being someone who doesn't watch NXT, as there's probably a lot more of now, and you get Walter, and that's your first. It would be Walter. like the Keith Lee moment last year. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not voiced in, in NXT, you'd be like, who the fuck is that guy? But then hopefully he gets called up and sticks around because, <laughs> man, I, I'm i a bit worried about what 2022 has in store for cuts. Because um, as we open the show, we should close the show. Fuck you, Vincent Mann. Fuck you, Nick Khan. And anybody but, else. John Laurinaitis, in, you get one too. Fuck you and yeah. fuck you, Bruce Pritchard. But in saying that, they are giving us the shows to watch so we can have a podcast. So, I mean, <laughs> whatever. Um, they can't cut us so we can say what we want. Any final thoughts from you, Maeve? The um, panel of the bout should have been longer. Dustin Rhodes just hitting that Canadian destroyer. Holy shit, that was awesome. And we finally got to see a little boy turn into a man. And if you're still listening, go and roll and chase you. Magnum, final thoughts. Um, disappointed. Uh, thought the thought it was a two hour. Uh, missed a lot of NFL late season action. Uh, you know, I'm usually, usually AEW is must see TV and this was not the case. And like Cody said, they can't afford to have a B-plus night. Well, they had a C night. Mm. So I hope they redeem themselves. And um, as far as our show goes, I am looking forward to the Rumble. And mm-hmm. hopefully good things to come. Cool. 
You got anything, or should I close this fucker out? I think I can close this fucker out. All right. So, you can find us on Twitter at UWCPod. Uh, Shout us out with the hashtag UWCNation. And once again, thank you for listening to the UWC. We'll see you next month, probably with the Royal Rumble. Have a good one. R.I.P. Bob Saget.